Gamecock Nation. Welcome to the Cocky on Saturday podcast. I'm your host, James Beal, class of 2018, former student manager, and there's nothing I love more than talking some Gamecock football. Let's go. What's up, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Cocky on Saturday podcast. We had some mic issues yesterday, that's why the podcast is a little bit delayed, but nonetheless, we are here. It's Friday, bye week sucks, no game to look forward to tomorrow. For some, that may be a relief. (laughs) Certainly a little bit of a weight off the shoulders, we can kind of sit back on the couch, turn on the TV, enjoy the great slate of football we have ahead of us this weekend. And also, we kind of know that, you know, the Gamecocks probably have a much-needed breather here. Again, we don't know for a fact, but honestly, you have to believe in this coaching staff. They've done nothing to steer us wrong to this point. I have full faith they're taking advantage of this bye week to get us healthy and to figure out some of the personnel moving forward and making adjustments. You now have two weeks to kind of sit in, not only be able to review what's gone wrong to this point, but also take a look at what's gone right, be able to emphasize that a little bit more moving forward. And then also gain some extra preparation for the Florida game. I'll start right there. And with game week, we'll get a little bit more into it. But this Florida game is pivotal. Later in this podcast, we'll be going over our road to bowl eligibility. This Florida game, as far as a bowl game goes, must win. Hate using that term. Used it with Mississippi State. But that's where we're at right now. Must win game. If we want to go bowling, we have to beat Florida. We're at home, the fair's in town, stadium's going to be packed. we got to get that one. We'll preview that one a little bit more next week, a little bit further in detail. But great news is we have extra time to prepare for it. I like our chances heading into it. Touching on the bye week, like I said already, we need to get healthy. Seven injured offensive linemen to this point. Case and Henry, big question mark. Sounds like he could come back this season. I don't think the bye week is when we're eyeing his comeback, but, you know, again, just gives him a couple extra weeks of therapy, rehab to be able to get him back onto the field. Ja'Kai Moore, that's a question mark. I think based on what we've been told about his injury, there's a chance he's back after this week, so I'd love to see that. TJ Sanders got banged up in the last game, our most disruptive defensive lineman to this point this year. Would love to see him back 100%. JT Gear, we have not really seen yet. You know, he, by all accounts, had won that defensive end job opposite of Strawn. We really have not seen him at full gear yet. Juice Wells, sounds like he'll be out a little bit longer. Trey Knox got banged up in the last game. All that means, a lot of guys on the injury report, but these two weeks almost could not come at a more perfect time. The guys that are ready and need that extra week should be back by Florida. The guys that are a little bit further out, well, this is an even more emphasis on rehab right now during this bye week. Coming out of this bye week, there's four things I want to see, almost like my four keys to the game. But uh, number one, I want to see the offensive line gel. And we had our five from last game. That was Tree Babalade, the true freshman at left tackle, Nick Gargiulo, Vershawn Lee, Tyshawn Wanamaker, another true freshman, Trevon Ball. Those five played all snaps of the past game against Tennessee. 
This is something Lonnie Teasley spoke about all offseason. You want those five to start building chemistry. Well, here's your chance. Two weeks to let them run with the ones. When Ja'Kai Moore comes back, it should be easy to slide him in. Whether that's for Wanamaker or Ball remains to be seen. I'd rather see him jump in for Wanamaker. I actually kind of like what I've seen out of Ball. Would love to see the true freshman continue to stay on that front offensive line. But changing one guy is not going to make a huge difference. Overall, you want depth at that position. You want depth of guys that have chemistry. So I like those five running right now. And when Ja'Kai comes back, he should slide right back into a guard spot. Number two, I want to see Mario Anderson become a true workhorse back. 17 plus carries a game. I know that's easier said from the stands and as a fan, the tempo of the game and kind of how it's going will dictate a lot of that. We saw him only get 10 carries against Tennessee. But with the upcoming games that we have here, I think 17 plus is realistic. He's a back that we kind of see now against Mississippi State, against Tennessee. He gets better as the game goes on. He knows what the defenders are going to do. Similar to what we always heard of in NFL reference right here, Adrian Peterson or Derrick Henry even. We see those guys have massive second halves. Well, as the defense gets more tired and tired, somehow those guys find that second gear and really turn it on in the second half and able to open a game wide up. So let Mario eat, stick to the run. That's what I want to see, similar to what we did against Mississippi State. And coming out of the bye, I want to see him have 17-plus carries a game. Third, I called for it last time. Get Harbor and or Tyshawn Russell on the field. And listen, Harbor learning a brand new position. Also making a jump from high school to the SEC level. He's primarily a track star. I understand all the hesitations there. But get him some exposure. I don't see the harm I understand you don't want a guy out there that's not 100% ready to go, and he was a little bit banged up in preseason. So I really give the coaching staff a pass up until this point. Anybody that's trying to kill them for not playing him enough to this point, just tone it down, all right? (laughs) But coming out of this bye week, this is the time. If I had to guess, this is what Beamer was kind of eyeing all along. Sure, if he came on sooner, great. That's a good problem to have. But the bye week is your friend, especially for true freshmen. Let's see what he can do. Put him out there, limited packages, but get him 15 snaps a game. Nothing crazy. Doesn't need to be running with the ones. But get him out there, get him comfortable. And you know what? You have four games you could play him in. If you put him out there against Florida and he just looks severely mismatched, fine. Use the red shirt. You know, but give him the opportunity. Some guys may not look as good in practice. But when they hit that field, they turn on a second gear. We saw that with Kevin Harris. Certain guys are just built for Saturdays. Let's see what the young guys can do. And finally, we touch on this with gear a little bit, but try something new at Edge. I love Strawn, but we're not seeing consistent pressure. And you cannot put all of that on Strawn. I I wonder if we go back to what we saw in the bowl game last year, move Tonka out to DN. Boogie Huntley, TJ Sanders, they're more than capable at those interior line spots. Elijah Davis has shown some promise at that edge spot. Those are some bigger bodies going to help you with the run game. And 
what I guess what I ultimately hope to see there is, yeah, maybe you have those bigger bodies like Tonka and Elijah Davis on first or second down, and then you cycle in a gear or a Tuazama on third down where they can really just pin their ears back and rely on their specialty. I just want to see us try something new at edge, be able to try to generate a little bit more pressure without a blitz. And I just want to see some of those adjustments coming out of the bye week here. Again, those are wants coming out of the bye week. There's no guarantee that those are what the coaches are focusing on. But as a fan, that's what I'd love to see coming out this week. Look into the schedule ahead. We have Florida at home. We go to Missouri. We go to Texas A&M. And then we start our all-November home slate with Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and then we close it out with Clemson. Tough slate ahead. I'll say that. Florida, a couple weeks removed from being Tennessee. Missouri, 5-0. and We're going to learn a lot about them on Saturday, though. Texas A&M, a team that probably should be ranked. Again, going to learn a lot about them against Alabama this weekend. Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, they are who they are. Those are the ones that we're eyeing as wins. Kentucky, also 5-0. and Going to learn a lot about them this weekend. Clemson have had their struggles to this point. FPI, ESPN's Football Power Index, has Texas A&M and Clemson as the toughest games remaining on the schedule. Of course, going to Kyle Field in College Station, never an easy task. A&M's looking solid this year. That's not going to be an easy one. I'm a little shocked with the Clemson pick. I think a lot of it comes from how long it's been since we beat them back-to-back. You know what? I I give us a better chance this year than last year. Last year, that was a better squad, a better product they had out on the field, and we did it at their place. Now they're coming to Columbia, coming to Williams-Brice. I like our odds a lot more this year. I know still Clemson. Do not take lightly that opponent, but you know what? This is our time. This is when we make a run. I'm ready for it. I'm going to close out this episode today with the road to a bowl game. I know a lot of y'all might be upset at that statement. Did not think we'd be in a position this year where we're trying to count out the wins just to get bowl eligible. A lot of us saw at eight plus wins this year at the bare minimum. Expectations were high, but you know what? Sometimes we fall short. We have the first or second strength of schedule in the entire country, depending where you look at. There's nothing to knock. Hey, if we get six wins this year, and especially if we pick up a win in a bowl game, this is a successful year. Given the schedule we have, there's nothing to be upset about. But the key remains, we got to make a bowl game. If we do not, the season may not be looked at as a success. In my opinion, it probably wouldn't be. Granted, there's a scenario you finish 5-7 and seven and you drop a couple games you thought you were going to win, but maybe you pick up a win against Clemson. That feels a little bit better. But hey, if we're being Clemson, we better get bowl eligible. So here's the way I look at it. We have wins against Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt. Obviously, you never want to underestimate any opponent. Shane Beamer would not let this team do that. And then you need a win against Florida. When we come back home in just a little under a week and a half here, you have to take care of business against the Gators. At our place, 3.30 kick. Again, the fair's in town. That stadium's going to be packed. Use that to your advantage. You have to get a win there. Because at the end of the day, you get that win, you get the other two. 
We're at five wins. Still one shy of making a bowl game. Not the spot we want to be in, but that is where we sit. That Florida game is a must win. So now you're looking at Missouri and Texas A&M on the road, and then Kentucky and Clemson to close out the year at home. In my opinion, and maybe being a homer right here, but all of those are winnable games. Doesn't mean they're going to be easy. Doesn't mean we're, it's going to be a cakewalk. But you could beat Missouri. Again, we may have a different opinion on that after this weekend. But you could beat Texas A&M. Again, if they go in and beat Alabama, different opinion. But those teams have their flaws. Those are games that coming into the year you kind of looked at and said, hey, we could win these games. We're only one year removed from being Texas A&M. Missouri has seemed to have our number in recent years, but we have to get over that hill at some point. I actually probably look at that Missouri game as one of the toughest remaining. That's on the road at Missouri. They have a great defense. Luther Burns a stud. And one does scare me. Kentucky, that's at home. Darude, creator of Sandstorm, the DJ, is going to be in town. You think that won't be a night game and that place won't be rocking? This team plays very different at home. That's a winnable football game. And Clemson has shown their struggles. That's another game that's going to be prime time at williams Bryce. You can find a way to win there. We need one of those four to turn into a win to get to bowl eligibility. Also remember how this team finished last season. It was not pretty. But you know what happened? We slaughtered Tennessee. We beat Clemson at their place. And everybody had a different opinion on the year. Who's to say that can't happen again? We beat Florida. We take care of business against Jacksonville State and Vandy. Let's say we split A&M and Missouri on the road. That's already bowl eligibility. And then you, who knows? I don't want to get too ahead of myself. You win both at home against Kentucky and Clemson. Is it that nuts to think that that's possible? Well, guess what? That's an eight-win year. That's a primetime bowl game. And all of a sudden, we're looking at the season as a major success. So it's still in the grasp. Guys, don't give up on the season. Do not give up on the coaching staff. Get off of Twitter. I know everybody loves to be doom and gloom, and it's probably easier at some points. I, I get the frustrations. It's okay to vent. But stop calling for people's heads. Show your support in this team. They see it. I said this earlier in the year, that does get back to them. Whether you think it or not, players see it, the coaches see it, we need to provide the right kind of energy. So while the team's gearing up this bye week, you as a fan, gear up this bye week. Get out what you need to get out of your system. Let's show out to Florida. Let's make Willie be loud. Let's get a huge dub. That's going to wrap it for us here today. So guys, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the bye week. Go take a look at Colorado. Get a look at Mizzou against LSU. That's going to tell us a lot about Missouri, Kentucky, Georgia, A&M, Bama. Those are going to tell us a lot about our opponents upcoming. Going to be a great look at some of those teams. Hopefully, they start to get exposed a little bit. We're able to see something on tape that we can use against them, and we'll go from there. Again, appreciate you guys being here. Tune back in next week. We'll put out our episode on Tuesday, barring any mic issues here. And until next time, go Cox.